0: P to the Who raised you?
1: Crime? Mistakes? And these motherfucking bitches? Y'all comedians know you've been biting the hey no Come TK on. shit for too long. TK. Motherfucking TK. Oh, yeah. TK said, built a bridge and got over it. Want the spot, but he holding it. You control, he controlling it. This shit clay, he just molding it. Had to beat all of them cases. Change all of their faces. Who raised you, motherfuckers? They ain't think I was gonna make it. Keep it G to a G. It's always me versus me. Never me versus him. Cause I can't be like them. Said later put me on hold. But this ain't glitter, it's gold. How you gonna say no? And you don't really know who raised you?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland Show. You know, I I always tell you every week, we we come across different things in our world because life is not easy, and we try to bring you different things to help you make better choices in this game called life. I have a young lady on the phone we met um, yesterday. She had posted about this young lady who had passed away, and it really bothered me, so I reached out to her, and I was like, yo, how did she pass, and she hit me back. And she explained to me drugs, and it really bothered me. And I thought, listen, I'm going to put this on the podcast this week, because with Juice World, all these people around the world, your young kids uh, taking these drugs and hurting your bodies and destroying yourselves for what reason? And before I let this young lady speak, I'm going to let you guys, I'm going to say this. And I said this last week on my on my podcast. I said, never cheat yourself and never hurt yourself. You gotta love yourself to the point that you don't put drugs in your body and hurt. Now vitamins and minerals. I mean, if you motherfuckers is really that fucked up. Get a smoothie, nigga. You know, like right. better yourself. So c- explain to the to the world, dear, about you. see your cousin, correct? Yes, that's my yeah, cousin. She, right. Tell her about your cousin, because believe it or not, there was someone else that told me a story similar to this, and I didn't put it on the podcast. This right here caught my mm. attention. So let's break it down from before she before she got into drugs, her life that led mm-hmm. up to the situation. Okay. Okay.
3: Uh-huh, okay. So um. Yeah, she was only thirty three. She was about mm-hmm. to be thirty four on um, the day after Christmas this year. Wow! So. And she died on Thanksgiving,
0: mm-hmm. which
3: made the holidays pretty sad for her Absolutely. family. Absolutely, exactly. So, um, her life before she she um, got into drugs was, you know, was the typical young girl, you know, just out partying. You know, worked in a day uh went to school, and you know would hit up every little function there was on the weekends or whatever mm-hmm. and um it I believe it started with her first uh relationship who she had her first child with, okay, um which was twelve years ago
0: mhm, um that was he young was, was it nineteen day? years old
3: um. Was she there? I, I don't know. I haven't done the math, but uh, she was pretty young. Yeah, that was 12 years ago. How What would that be? Yeah, probably around that. Yeah, 18. Um, yeah, so
0: mm-hmm. okay.
3: that's when she got pregnant with her first child. So I believe after she got pregnant with her baby girl, um, her boyfriend was already, you know, doing drugs. You know, okay. he was going, he was at the parties. He was at the... Um, at the clubs and doing all of that stuff or whatever. And at the time, I think it was, uh, they were probably doing the pill thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they now, were smoking pill? weed, drinking. You know, the...
0: Percocet, opioids?
3: Pill. No, ecstasy.
2: Ecstasy, that's
3: okay. When, that's when the ecstasy was popping. Okay. You know, and, um, and uh, she was, you know, drinking and smoking weed. And I think that's when she first started dipping into stuff, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So,
3: um, you know, time passed, and she kept on from, now, I had gotten out of touch with them for a while, so
0: mm-hmm.
3: for a time in her period, I don't know what she was trying, but uh, just like around six months ago, I had seen her sister, my other cousin, and I ran into her at a store, and, um, you know, I asked her, like, well, how's everybody doing? How's my auntie my uncle, and how's... You know, my cousin, my other cousin. Mm -hmm. And, um, she was like, everybody's good except for, you know, Jojo. Mm -hmm. That That was her nickname. And, um, I was like, well, what's up with her? She was like, oh, well, you know, she like, you know, she's been out of control. She's, uh, you know, she's been doing a lot of drugs. I was like, well, what kind of drugs are you talking about? Because where I live, I live in South Central. And, um... For the past couple of years, it's been a huge thing with mess out here,
0: okay, and
3: you see them everywhere wow. and, uh it's like the mess thing is you know i could- I was born and raised in South Central, so it just looked different
0: right. from when I was Damn. growing up you know right
3: like growing up i I saw the the Heron and the crack epidemic and stuff, you know, and
0: right. you know
3: growing up, you know not to do that stuff because you'll end up pushing the cart or something, you know? like right,
0: right. You know,
3: not to dip in that stuff, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, So, you know, they were always older and they looked one out already and, and all that stuff. But in the last couple of years, it seemed that it was like they just kept getting younger. You know, right. 15, 16, you know, 18 and very young and so the first thing that popped in my mind when she said that she started getting into harsher drugs, right. mess came to mind, you know, because okay. that's just what everybody seems to be doing around here. And it was exactly, she, she, I, I told her, I was, so I asked her, I was like, it's a mess. She was like, yep. She was like, it's that and other stuff. You know, she keeps popping pills. Now she didn't go into details of what pills she was. So I don't know if right. she was dipping into other kind of pills. But um, I knew back in the day she used to pop ecstasy pills. I know she smoked weed. I know she drank. And um, I knew since the last time I had seen her up until now, it was, she went, you know, there's a healthy party going kind of thing,
0: mm-hmm. but then it
3: can go overboard.
0: Right. Know, and it's
3: like every weekend, all night, and then it's just drunk at every function. Like, that's just not cool no more, you know? And mm-hmm. that's what it became for her. You know, she was always drunk at every party and stuff like that. And um, so, you know, um, so that was a couple of months ago when she told me what was going on with her. So, you know, I told her, I was like, well, um, I'll try to see if, if I could come by and talk to her or something like that, because I was dealing with somebody. I had just dealt with that. Right. Not me as of being the person taking the drugs, but I mm-hmm. was dealing with somebody who was doing that so I know how bad it could get. Right. And so you no, know, I told her I was like I'm gonna come by and I'm gonna talk to her, but you know, we all got our own life we got caught up and I, I didn't come by and so that's my big regret. I didn't come by before she passed. I didn't okay. think that in a matter of months she would be gone. Right. So um
2: So you hadn't seen her so you don't know what she looked you didn't know what she was looking like. Or anything, you know, yeah, a, you know that has a big that takes a big toll on your your appearance.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um uh on the day that she passed on Thanksgiving, um, when I was in the house my mom called me and told me what happened, you know, and um so I immediately called my cousin and I told her, you know, call me as soon as you get a chance. So she called me like two days later. Mm -hmm. and I went to go see her, and that's when they gave me all the details of how everything happened, and she said that uh, she was no longer with her first baby daddy. She was now with a second person who she had her second child with. Right. And this guy is the one that took her overboard. Um, She was already doing little stuff, but with him is who she did the harsh stuff with. Okay. And, um, you know, he's one of those dudes who are really about nothing, you know.
2: Right.
3: Don't work, don't care.
2: Wow.
3: I think that the, uh, that being um, into, like, the tattoos and the gangs and stuff is, is the thing to be, you know.
0: Right.
3: And due to the drug, you know, it's like, they really don't care about nothing, right? So, right.
2: And he's still alive, right?
3: Yeah, he's still alive and he's in jail right now. I think he's supposed to get out, like, in a few months. Okay. So... She told me that um, her and my auntie, you know, my auntie was just heartbroken. You know, she's the one who really let it all out, you know, and she was mad. Like, I can't believe he's the one who, who killed my daughter, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
3: they started giving me the details and they started telling me that um, uh, a week after she had his son, who is now two years old... Um. That uh um he took her away from the house, and because she was so in love with him, it wasn't like a complete by force, she kind of went away with him,
0: but right. he
3: like was so demanding and so intimidating, and you know out of fear and out of love she 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 went right so um now she was very small, she was probably like five feet very small, petite frame. Things okay. can very small, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Health wise. You know, right. like, as healthy, she was already very small.
0: Okay. But
3: um they said that uh once she, but towards the end she was smaller already. She got smaller. And Man. by the pictures that I saw of her, you could see the difference. She didn't have that glow. Right. Her eyes looked dilated. It looked scary and worried, like a bit like a little zombie, you know?
0: Man.
3: She looked gone. And when I showed my husband a picture of her, he was like, she's gone. He was like, yeah, she was deep in that. And, um, and, you know, my husband being from the streets and and knowing all kinds of people up and down, you know, the ones in the bottom and the ones on the top, he knows Mm -hmm. all about that stuff. So, by him telling me that, it just scared me even more, you know, right. it set it in on me a little more. Like I was like, wow, she really it, she really did that. And so um they told me that when he took her away, uh he, you know, of course when they're into those drugs, they don't work. They don't wanna work. So right. they go into like borrowing money or start doing schemes or getting over or start doing all these little you know, quick money schemes to get their money.
0: You right. Know? But
3: her thing was always borrowing. You know, she was always borrowing money from my auntie or my uncle. And as much as it hurt them to do it, they didn't want her to go without. So right. it wasn't like she, they were enabling her, but they just saw her doing so bad and they knew that there was nothing they could do because no matter how bad they wanted to help, um, she just always left. You know, she'll get the money, be there for a day or a few hours and banish and for days. Right. Least. So, um, uh, due to how bad she was already doing, my auntie and my uncle had already custody of her kids. Okay. So, she wasn't even allowed to even come around their house. Uh, but they always did allow her. And so, um, what started getting worse was when, um, of course, when he took her away after a week of her having her child, she didn't even wait those you know, 40 days after having the baby to heal or anything like that uh, you know, he started to feeding her nothing but drugs um, and Damn. from my understanding he was also doing hair on
0: okay
3: uh, so, you know, from what my understanding she was doing everything and to me everything could be uh, pills uh, coke uh, meth, uh, lean, drinking, smoking, right. weed. and so, um, they were doing so much of it, and what hurted me the most was that, uh, he, he was very aggressive, um, okay. a, a bully towards her, Right. so he would starve her sometimes.
2: What do you mean starve her? You know?
3: Starve her, like wouldn't feed her, wouldn't oh, okay. wouldn't provide for her to eat. Right. So, um, her her health just started deteriorating. Like, it just started going from bad to worse. You know, not eating, not not feeding your body anything. But drugs. That's when her organs started taking effect. Right. And um, her liver started going bad. She started having heart complications. Now, keep in mind, she had started doing drugs from 12 years ago. But in the last couple of years, the drugs just got harsher, and they were in more of abundance. Okay. So she was doing more of it. So that's why, so young, everything just shut down on her. Um, so uh, from my understanding, that's what it was. Uh, he took her away and just kept her away. And everything that played through was just partying, doing drugs and um, just that. And it went from her being a healthy girl who probably would drink on Mm occasion to falling in love with somebody and instead of saying no, I'm not into that or trying to help the guy out to get away from it, she joined in. And then her second dude was Deeper into the life, into that lifestyle, and she just did more of it. And, um, she, uh, from my understanding, she she started just not being herself. You know, she was very disrespectful towards the end.
2: Wow. Um, uh,
0: she, it
3: was it was like um, she had ended up in the hospital. And she just couldn't stand being there. And it was like she just had to run away from there. She, she, My auntie was telling her they had her in the hospital. And she just told her, like, I don't want to be here. Let me out of here. I'm leaving. I can't stand being here. There's nothing wrong with me. Or whatever's going to happen is going to happen. If I die, I die. You know, but she was that far gone already. Um. She left the hospital, and from, from what I took from that was it was her feeling, you know, probably feeling for more drugs, you know, being mm-hmm. away for just a few days. I, I believe she was just feeling for something, and um, she didn't stay in the hospital. She left two years before her her passing away, well, a little under two years. They had took her to the hospitals and they had um, told her that she had started having complications with her heart. She had what with her
0: heart? With her heart complications Uh with her heart. Right.
3: Um. And so three, she has saw three doctors and one doctor has told her that, um, due to the lifestyle she was carrying and her not really taking care of herself, um, the mat that he would give her would probably be two years two of the other doctors didn't want to tell her a time frame you know right. they didn't They didn't want to get into that but so one doctor did tell her and it was less than two years when she passed away so it was all due to a lot of drugs and you know just get in with somebody who's just not good for you Right. At the end of the day, he was—he so
2: didn't have much of offer. That, yeah, see, here's the thing about love. Right? I'm, I'm much older than mm-hmm. most of the people who listen to my show. Right. I've been around a long time, and I grew up in Jersey City, New Jersey. Mhm. And I remember this girl named Maggie, right? When I was was mm-hmm. like ten, eleven, twelve years—I know it's kind of young—but Maggie and a few other women had to be one of the most beautiful women in the world mm-hmm. to me.
0: Right.
2: And this is when everybody was hanging out on the corners back then, the corners, Mm -hmm. selling drugs, whatever. And somebody got her attention, and Maggie wound up getting on drugs, losing the teeth. When I saw Maggie years later, Mm -hmm. uh, after I went to college, it was only four or five years difference. Like Maggie's whole life was, she was gone. And so many Mm -hmm. other women who went to my high school and in Jersey City and around the world, Mm because this happens everywhere. um, Yes. These young women get caught up with these men,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and sometimes friends that you're mm-hmm. getting drugs because everybody's so influenced by mm-hmm. somebody else. And you have to be if a person is not positive around you, if a person mm-hmm. is not leading you the right direction, you have to cut that person off. You have to want more for yourself than that person wants for you. You have to surround yourself with good people because even though there are a lot of good people it seems like the bad stuff comes out more so. You know, it's just like a marriage, right? You can be married twenty something years if your husband you did one thing wrong that mm-hmm. um trumps everything that you will built for thirty years. Oh my God, you fucked that girl, I want a divorce but now think about all the other thirty years. Right. That man's been a great person. So mm-hmm. this is what I have found that in life is you try to do the right thing because trust is so important with your cousin. And no disrespect, I believe mm-hmm. that you got to hold people accountable, right? Right. 12 years ago when your family knew that that young lady was on drugs,
3: mm-hmm.
2: somebody should have got in her ass.
3: Right.
2: See, because when you turn the cheek, that person goes to another level. You turn the cheek again, it goes to another level. Turn the cheek again, it goes to another level. Because what we do as, a, as people, we yeah. say, okay, oh, that motherfucker crazy or I don't want to deal with it. But mm-hmm. you can actually save somebody's life. And like yeah. I said, when I saw this on your IG and your Instagram,
0: I said, damn.
2: Now, the, all the things I see on Instagram,
0: Mm-hmm.
2: that stood out. Really? And, yeah, that wow. stood out. I said, let me find out how this young lady died because, believe it or not, a year ago, I kept saying, damn, you know who don't die? Thought, this is crazy. I said, I never see women dying. Like, I really was ah. seeing, like women are really right. living out here because no one's posting, no one, no female passing away. Mm. And then in the last,
0: <clears throat> this
2: year alone, mm-hmm. I just been seeing it. On a whole nother level, and you just really poured yes. out something mm-hmm. that I've seen as a child. See, I to, this mm-hmm. happened as I was a child too in the hood. You know, the mm-hmm. crack epidemic and all that. Yeah. I've definitely seen it. And what I want this show, and to the fans who are listening to this show, if you're on drugs now, try to get help. If you've got yes. a boyfriend that's trying to bogart you, or this is what you're doing mm-hmm. with the, with the, Percocet, with the lean, with the uh, X and all that, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, it's not worth it. Whatever you're going through, you got, like I just told to this gentleman last week, you got 365 days to try. It's not three strikes. You got every chance you wake up every day, every year, you got 365 tries to become a better person. And like I said earlier, don't cheat yourself. Don't hurt yourself. It's insane how you people want to hurt yourself. Like you know, the, like the, even with the, in the rap world, yeah. the young man juice world, to all the rappers who ah, get into this game, and all of a sudden want to get their faces tatted up. Yeah. Want to get all their bodies tatted up. Just to sit around, smoke weed, doodling, and pretend that you're something that you're not. Yeah, (laughs) That's what it is. Like, all this shit is fake. Like, I don't roll with security, you know? I don't Mm -hmm. think I'm a celebrity. Right. I truly don't think I'm a celebrity. I think I'm just a motherfucker who got lucky who makes us some paper, Right. And I look at different artists around the world. and I'm like, ah, oh, you're not really a star, star. It's all in your fucking head. Right. And you just got to be good to people. You got to, you know, and I can only speak for me. Matter of fact, matter of fact instead of putting this on other people, I gonna speak for me. What I've learned mm-hmm. is I just want to give so much knowledge to people. I want to make people better the same way I had to take time to learn from each and one of you guys. Everybody I meet. Everybody I talk
0: to mm-hmm.
2: makes me a better person, the way I think, the way I move, the things I just really right. want to do in this life because I'm truly blessed, you know. I'm laying in my okay. backyard on one of my chairs, looking at the sky, just mm-hmm. appreciating life, right? Walking around right. with a robe something, she would have her okay, and some
0: have healthcare pajamas. In the house,
2: I just got finished smoking a little cigar. And right. it may not seem like much, but I swear to God I feel like I worked 2 dollars It It's so peaceful and peaceful. It's peaceful. And I know this is not right for everybody. I know everybody in life is not like that. But it starts with the mind, ladies and gentlemen. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: It starts with the mind. You got to want to win in life. You got to want to want more than the other person. And even if you do do a little crying. Do the little little, little, little little drugs. Okay, just don't get so deep in it that that becomes your life. Like, I see people smoking weed everywhere they go. They wake up in the morning. They got to smoke. Yes. Right? I remember dating this girl in D.C. And uh, I'm in the shower. And I said, the fuck is this now? <laughs> and she's smoking. And I'm one of the women that, shit, we going to cook. You know, I'm going to finance the shit. But you should be in the, right. in the kitchen cooking. See, see, sex to me, and let me tell you what to me drinking and weed is for. When you're with right. your woman and you're kicking it with your girl and you right. smoke. just one, You ain't got to smoke two, four, five. You ain't got to have 70 pounds of weed. Right. Distributing that shit, you're going to make money. Because when I was hustling, I never did drugs. Not right. one time. I never wanted to put nothing in my body. I always Mm -hmm. looked at things to make money. Oh, we're going to do this? But I'm going to do it and be careful because I ain't going to jail. Even with credit card fraud, back when I was 17, 18 years old, how these kids go in here and want to go get belts, right, and clothes. And my whole thing was we had to connect to make the IDs. Right we made the mm. i d s and we had blank credit cards and right. back then we had microfish and microfish oh. was you sit down at night with there was a group of guys and some females. We looked at the numbers and the amounts on the microfish. We print the cards up we had the i d s less than two days, and we would send mm. people to different parts of the world and go right. into the bank. Mm. And get the cash. Right. And leave. We ain't going to no store to buy no Rolex. We ain't going in the store to get no jewelry because you are taking a risk. And this right. is the seventies now. This is seventies. Yeah,
3: money is then, right. we did
2: have cameras then. Right. Like how they got cameras now. Let me tell you something. The way they got shit today, I wouldn't attempt <laughs> to do a crime. Yeah. You got to be out your damn <laughs> mind. To want a crime today.
3: <laughs>
2: it's scary. It's scary. If it's not like, like
3: a camera, it's somebody's phone.
2: <laughs> it's somebody's phone. Yeah. Just like last week, um, in my hometown, they had this shootout with the guy and the girl who shot up the the uh um, bodega in Jersey City, New Jersey. I live right down. I used to live right down the street from there, and wow. that was insane to see that happen in my city. But this shit is going on all around the world. And what's bad is that the media is just as bad as the shooter and the person who committed the crime.
0: Because,
2: yeah. am I right? Because we are influenced by what we see. Like, we see something on the TV yeah. whether it's clothes or hairstyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. or a person singing, like you see somebody sing, like, oh, I want to be a singer. You see a certain outfit, yeah. you go, ooh, I like that outfit. Let me try to find that. Well, it's the same with crime. If you promote yeah. shooting all the time, mm-hmm. there's somebody who's watching it who's going to be influenced.
3: And try to outdo it, yeah.
2: And outdo it or do the same thing. So mm-hmm. the the media is just as guilty as the, um, the shooter, the person who commits yeah. the crime. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I was listening to the news the other day about the young man Juice World, the rapper,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. you
2: know, taking all the Percocet because he thought the feds was coming. Then they also mm-hmm. said that, oh, it was wrong because he was being racially profiled. Okay, he was, right? But you mm-hmm. had drugs on I can see you racially profiled and you're not guilty. Right. Then you did Okay, now you got a case. Okay, yeah, racially profiled because you ain't do nothing wrong. But if you're being racially profiled and you got 70 pounds of weed on you and pills, well, guess what? The motherfuckers did their job.
3: Right, exactly.
2: They did their job. And what I'm trying to tell to the young people is the government, the city, the state that you live in is set up to lock you the fuck up and put you away. The drugs are here to get you off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. It's all, I tell people it's all of a sudden just like in the opioid situation how they pushed them damn drugs mm-hmm. and all the white people yeah. started dying and all of a sudden it became an epidemic and they put exactly. the programs together to protect the white people
3: exactly
2: but when the crack epidemic when the mess hit the black communities Dang. they don't do nothing about it
3: nothing about it
2: so I'm in Oakland and it it's bad
3: short.
2: yeah I was in yeah. Oakland with Too Short um, me and his family and we got the local bar, and me too go back since the 80s with friends. And I come outside, and they got nine bodyguards walking me to my car. But I'm seeing all these homeless people on the street.
3: I said, what the fuck is going on, y'all? Yeah.
2: So my man is telling me about meth.
3: I said, when yeah. the
2: fuck did black people start taking meth?
3: Exactly. Oh, my God, that's crazy, because, you know, but I grew up, like I said, in South Central, and I remember, um, like, that was, you know, coke was something that more of the Latin people would do. Right,
0: you know, like, right. I
3: remember blacks doing more of the drinking and smoking weed, mm-hmm.
0: you know,
3: and I would probably hear here and there about sherm or something like that, you know, but that was like Already a little something different, but the ones I grew up with, they was more into like the 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 drinking and the smoking weed. And then the Hispanics were more into like other stuff. Like they'll smoke weed and drink, but you know they'll probably lace they weed with something or sniff a line or something like that. So when the mess thing came around, I was like, when did black people start doing this stuff? Because I don't remember black people exactly. ever being into that.
0: You exactly. know, I always
3: remember um, having. People around me like, I don't, like, I don't do nothing right, right smoke weed and that. drink. I don't fuck with yeah. nothing else. But then they start popping pills and doing all this other shit. I was like, I don't remember all of that back in the day. Like, you going up, any I don't man. remember none of that.
2: It was never pills and it was never meth.
3: Uh-uh.
2: Nothing. You know, but I got to find out why they take a meth. Hold on, I'm going to get this gentleman on the phone. He in the streets heavy. So he'll he'll, he'll okay. explain to us why it's an epidemic of meth going on. Hold on a second. Hold on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Show. When I want to know something truly connected to the streets, I call one of the flyers niggas in the game. Just my man, Macho. Macho, what's up, fam? Hey, Mr. Kirkland. How are you? I'm doing fine. Let me tell you what's going on. I got a young lady on the phone from South Central. Her cousin died okay. of drugs, um, doing different type of medication for over 15, 15 years. But we got on the meth, right? And it made uh-huh. me remember about the conversation me and you had in the barbershop. Can you explain to the world, because everybody's listening to this TK or show, how is it that blacks started to get it on the method? What was the change of point that made them start doing that more than any other drug?
1: Well, a lot, in my opinion, a lot of the gentlemen that was in the streets running around with women, whether it be pimping or whatever the game is, they got involved with it through hanging out with women that that's the drug they're doing. So as a black man, if you're dating white women and and you're, you kind of get formulated to doing white people drugs, if you're around white people,
0: Mm -hmm. you know what
1: I'm saying? So if, you know, if your girl does drugs, then, you know, men are, men are always weak when it comes to a female anyway. Okay. You know what I mean? So they're always going to get involved in what the girl's doing, rather than, you know, being strong enough to, you know, control and, get people off of it, they're bringing people onto it rather than taking people off of it. You know what I mean? Doing mm. weak-minded stuff. So Right. I mean, that's just my opinion.
2: You you know? Okay. Now, her cousin got caught. Her, her her boyfriend got her on the drug. But what I wanted to see, the epidemic, right? Because I think she said something to me that is the cheaper high. Is that correct? Am I right? Yeah, yeah definitely. 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 So and that's what I'm thinking because <laughs> it's cheaper to do meth to any other drug is the reason why the epidemic is so high because it's inexpensive. Not only is it inexpensive, once you...
1: I kind of feel like people who do any drugs, you know what I'm saying, that are hardcore like that, yes. let's say if they did did do cocaine, okay, somebody tells you, hey, this is cheaper and it's going to give you the same high, you're just going to try because you're a drug addict. You see what I'm saying? So Okay. You're, you're already in that field. You know what I'm mm-hmm.
2: saying? Right.
1: So... People who are doing it, and, and and let's keep it real. If if you over here and you dating the big booty broad, and you you know what I mean, PK, and and she's like, oh man, why don't you try this? This is what I do, and it's gonna make us go all night. You know, cats get like that and say, oh man, well let me try this.
2: So now let me ask you a question. This is fascinating to me. So you mean to truly tell me what oh you about to, what you're saying is that niggas are so caught up in pussy that a girl would suggest that to him, and this nigga would try it. I promise you, half the cats who try drugs is because
1: a woman does drugs. They didn't do drugs before they just to try it. They did it behind a female doing it. Most of the guys that do ecstasy learn how to really start popping pills behind women. That's a women's drug.
0: Damn. I promise
2: you, TK. And listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm all over the world. When I come see this man because he's so connected to the streets because when I say everybody who walks the face of the earth that's street connected comes through this brother's barbershop. And, brother. yes, and this is the reason why this is the reason I made the phone call to him. This shit he's saying is from God's um, mouth to his ears to his mouth to us to the world. And I I I, I truly put one hundred percent behind what this man is saying. And if this is true, guys, y'all should be a fucking shame of yourselves to the ladies, too. <laughs> to the ladies, too. Because, you know, that when me and this brother first met, before we even knew each other, there was two men in the barber shop pretending they wasn't fucking the same girl. And I didn't even know them. <laughs> you remember that night, that day? Yeah, I remember. That was funny, too. That was funny. So I checked both the motherfuckers. Yeah, you busted them down, too. Yes, I want you to tell them what
0: happened,
1: Mr. Sosa. Yeah, they were they were they were tongue wrestling with each other, trying to really get information out of each other to see if they were still messing with the girl, bringing up information. And TK was like, "Hold on, man, hold on. I don't know you brothers, but hold on, quit talking when I'm talking. First of all, you That's know, right. I can't. You know, I, I need to hear myself speaking one at a right. time. And he said, let me tell you guys both some." I think y'all both fucking that bitch, Dylan. You guys just ain't got the balls to tell each other. You guys are real friends. They both sat there. and They was froze up like a deer in headlights. We started yeah, busting it up is.
2: laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I can't, I can't foresee that shit. And what I want this show to do once a week, if I could change one person's life or five people's lives, from your credit to stacking your paper to doing the right thing. Y'all got to understand what... Let me say to you. Uh, I tell the world, I say this on my, in my stand-up as well, that you motherfuckers got to be players, young men, and ladies got to be players. Let me to you what that means. You stack your paper, you work hard, you travel the world, you buy a house, and if you want to smoke a little weed, just a little, for you and your girl in the bedroom with a bottle of champagne, bottle of Hennessy, you don't get so fucked up that you start beating each other up or the cops got to come or you get so fucked up that you got to start stealing from your aunt, your family. This shit is fucking embarrassing that I'm talking about something. This shit is embarrassing, Mr. Bosa, and young lady. To see people dying over such stupid motherfucking shit. It's dumb. Well,
1: you know, at the end at the end and all tell all brother, you know, one thing I could I could say about you, brother, as long as I know you and the respect that, you know, I'm gonna give you is, you know, you're always getting into, you know, teaching these brothers and trying to keep people up on game about, you know, self respect and you know, your integrity. You know, as long as I've met you, that that's what you've always, you know, you've always preached and you know, if brothers, you know, was more, you know, I kinda feel like if they was more involved with self, you know, and their integrity, we wouldn't be having these kind of conversations, brother. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. You know what
1: I mean? Because you told yes, it to me when I first met you, to, you know, brothers is just weak-minded, bro.
0: You know what right. I
1: mean? Right. You know what I mean? And, and if you're weak, you know, you're always going to get beat. Female, right, Whatever. True. I don't care in the game. I don't care if you're a rapper, basketball player. I say, you know, anybody, you know, if you're weak and you don't have no integrity, you're always going to get beat. You're always going to fall for the banana in the
2: tailpipe, so to speak. You right. You gotta have principles. You gotta and you gotta stand by. Yep, I agree. You with gotta you. stand by. That's why I love you and your son. You guys are amazing. But Mister Sosa, I want to thank you for your time. All right, I'm gonna get back to this young lady. And did, how, same, the, how about the clothes? Everything fit everybody?
1: Oh man, every everything went fine. I gave all the clothes away. You know, I got a couple of. Uh, I recorded a couple of videos for you. A couple of the brothers that we blessed. Yeah, you know, brother, I, I love you for it. you always blessing me, brothers, and uh, I, I can't thank you enough, my brother.
2: Uh, you but you know what? Who got the Louis Vuitton bag?
1: It's still here. They've been they've been fighting for it. They've been fighting for <laughs> it. You know what I mean? But you know, Bonzi gonna end up with it. You know? Okay, I ain't good. Out, but you know, Bonzi, my son's gonna end up with that. You know what I mean? Okay, so, you got
2: it. You got it. Yeah, yeah uh, that makes me smile, yo. I'm glad everybody's yeah. doing good. It was some nice yeah. stuff in there, too, yo.
1: Oh yeah, it's already gone. Uh, everything's no, on except for the t-shirts, brother.
2: Damn, the is
1: everything. I, I gave that. I put everything to good use, brother.
2: Ah, oh, that is a beautiful feeling, man. Love you, guys. Tell everybody, say so hello, okay? Okay, brother. Love you too, man. Right. Be safe out okay. there. You too, family. Right. Hold on, sweetie. Yeah, I had to put them on. Now, what do you think about what he said? That is some of the stuff based on females. What do you think?
3: Um, I think it will go both ways. This depends yeah. on on the weak individual. You know, right. it could be a weak female or a weak male.
0: And, right. and whoever
3: got the stuff is just going to influence a weak person.
0: Exactly. You know,
3: um, because me growing up around all the, you know, I grew up <clears throat> me, pretty much in the freeway Rick Ross area, um, right off of FIG. Um, so I got to see all the prostitutes, the pimps. I grew up around a lot of gang bankers, Mm
0: -hmm. drug
3: users, um, drug dealers. And, you know, in the 90s, that was what was popular, you know.
0: Right.
3: I hung around a lot of people, and believe me, um, the the drugs were there. And it was maybe the fact that I had a father, and I knew that if I did wrong, it would be my ass Mm -hmm. (laughs) if he was up on it. So I think a little of the fear of me disappointing my dad and my mom is what kept me away from doing certain things. Right. And um, in my late teens, there were people, you know, I remember before I knew what Crystal Mess was, they would just Mm -hmm. call it Crystal. Right. And I remember somebody, you know, I was smoking some weed. They was like, oh, you really want to get how you want to try this? You know, and they offered me Coke and Crystal. And I was like, well, what is that? Right. Like, oh, this is better than crystal. So it'll get you higher. And I was like, Oh no, I don't want nothing. I'm good with just the weed, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I was like, I don't need to get higher, you know. And in, in in my mind, growing up, you know, like I said, me growing up and seeing all the stuff I saw around me, and seeing and seeing the lowest of the low, which mm-hmm. were the bombs, falling, the bombs pushing the basket. I always kept that in my head, and it always scared me away from drugs, you know. Right. So. I was like, I don't need nothing strong. I just want to get high, you know, I with my little weed. You know, I just right. feel good. I don't want to be whatever that does. I don't, I don't need that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel that as far as things like that, I was never weak on that. So right, temptation was always around. So always I do believe that. Mm-hmm. I do really, truly do believe that it, it's all on a weak individual. Um, right, because the temptations are gonna be everywhere that, that's that's of sex.
0: that's a fact uh
3: drugs, you know it applies mm-hmm. to all kind of things, and right. uh, if you just don't handle something or if you just if you just go with the flow of anything, then you'll fall for anything you know and right, so I truly do believe what he said. so what do you suggest? Uh,
2: what do you think? you know I'm always giving an opinion, right? I'm always right. giving advice I right. want to hear from somebody else now.
0: Mhm,
2: what do you think? that people should do to listen, to li- to leasing the blow? Because see, some people are going to continue doing it and some people are not. So let's talk to the people who are going to continue to do it. What do you say to them to save their lives right now?
3: Oh, man. Um, are you happy? Are you happy in your current situation? Like, if you getting high if you're getting high to get to 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 um get through a hard time and once a high is gone, are you back to dealing with the same problem? Like to me I just feel that drugs are only going to numb you for a little moment. And to right. me there's no point. To me to me I like to deal with things soberly. Okay. I want to enjoy a moment sober, and I want to go through the hard points sober because those hard moments are going to pressure me and push me into a better point in my life. They are either going to break me or make me, and okay. I'm not going to allow it to break me any lower. So it's going to push you into something better. You got to deal with that pain because it's only going to make you stronger. You got to okay. be awake and just how you want to feel the highs. You got to feel the lows too because those lows, those lows are going to mold you into something better and to me a drug is not going to fix it it's going to numb you maybe if that's what it does Mm -hmm. Um, but it's only going to numb you and break you and deteriorate your insides it's going to make you look bad it's going to make you it's going to break you away from the people who really do love you because you're going to you know you know, a lot of drugs cause people to act very aggressive or say very disrespectful mm-hmm. things and not care about those people they love or steal from the people they love. Mm-hmm. They burn their bridges everywhere and you end up alone. So to me, I just don't feel that doing drugs is, is it's a good thing at all.
0: Right. Um, so I'm going to make approach. you look bad. Yeah.
2: Okay. So I'm going to take your approach.
0: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> everybody know how I move. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. To all the fans listening around the world, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say very carefully. From this moment on, when you see somebody doing that they are not supposed to, especially when it comes to drugs, I want you to hold them fucking accountable. I want you to embarrass them to the point that they are ashamed. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't speak to you no more, you might have just saved this person. Like, See, because embarrassment, when you catch them young, when you catch them first doing it, is yeah. devastating.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: devastating. Even to the yeah. parents, even if you got to smack your kid upside their motherfucking head or mm-hmm. punch your son in his motherfucking chest or smack yeah. the fuck out of your daughter, yeah. See, because when we was growing up, see, we got our asses beat. Now, did that change mm-hmm. the world? Now, think about it. Because people are still doing drugs, so I'm blaming it on the parents. The right. parents got to hold their kids accountable. If you can't hold your okay. kids accountable, then stop fucking fucking. Stop putting mm-hmm. your dick in these women unless you could mm-hmm. be a parent to the okay. women laying down fucking. If you know you're on drugs, you know that you're doing something. don't bring no more fucking kids into this world. Right. If you know you can't be a 24-hour, seven-day-of-the-week parent, taking them to school, cooking breakfast for them, making sure that they have lunch. Even if you got to work your job, keeping your phone charged, that if anybody calls you, you can always pick up the phone. Right. Roll the fuck up, people, or stop fucking. This epidemic out here with these drugs is just killing too many people. My, I caught my daughter smoking weed, mm-hmm. and I put her ass on, lock the fuck down. Because right. what I found out was, see, and I'll be honest with what I'm about to say right now. See, I almost thought white was right. Let mm-hmm. me tell you what I mean by that. I got my daughter in a, a, a private school in Calabasas, oh. you know. Doing, I'm thinking she's doing well, but her friend uh, was influencing my baby.
3: They're the worst.
2: And they're the
0: worst.
3: Yeah, they're the worst. They're they
0: the worst.
3: There's no, they, they want to, those are the most influenced ones to me, I think. You know, yeah. It's like, they want to be cool so bad, so they think that by doing bad stuff, they, mm-hmm.
0: you know.
3: And, yeah, all the worst.
2: Yes, yeah. they, yes, it is so true. So my mm-hmm. daughter doesn't have any fucking friends.
0: Mm-hmm. I, right. I thank
2: God that he allowed me to see this at a young age.
0: Yeah.
2: Because if she was in her 20s, I may not want to be able to come back from that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, because mm-hmm. I was close to knocking the fuck out my daughter. Because mm-hmm. I thought about my mother. Like, my mother... Let me tell you a story. In the 60s, I must have been 7, 1967, 68, I'm outside and I picked up a cigarette. I'm just smoking a cigarette. My mother smacked me so motherfucking hard in 1968 that just by me saying it, I feel the smack again right now in 20 motherfucking 19. I swear to God. Let me tell you something. When I say my mom hit not hit smack the fuck out of me. When you can hear <laughs> When you can feel a smack yeah. fifty something years
0: later.
2: You got motherfucking
0: smack. Right. You know my mom's
2: not here no more, but mom wanna say thank you for that motherfucking smack. Because I still think right. to this day.
0: And we right. got to
2: start smacking these motherfucking kids at a young age, ladies and gentlemen. It ain't a game out here. I know they got rules and laws not to touch your children, but fuck them laws if it means save your child's life.
0: Yeah.
2: To the older people yeah. who you think it might be too late, go get help. Because yeah. I don't know if you noticed, there's only one time around this motherfucking lap called life. Yeah. You don't we'll get a second and third shot. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for taking your time out for the show. To so ladies and gentlemen around the world, you already know how we roll. This Wednesday, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, XL um, um, Lounge is going to be off the chain. I haven't been there with you guys in about maybe three, four, five years. I see that you guys are hitting me on my IG, that you're ready to come see T to the motherfucking K, and I'm excited because I finally got some rest from touring all year. My body's been... I get my rest, but I'm still so tired. That's going to be December 18th. Get your tickets, ladies and gentlemen, Club XL Lounge. On December 22nd... Woo! It's going to be the one, boy. December 22nd. Let me pull this motherfucker up. This shit's so cold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, December 22nd. I'm at Bar Louie. All right, make sure you call for reservations at area code 312-513-4906. That's December 22nd in Matson, Illinois. Okay? And let me also give you the other number for this week. It's going to be off the chain. Let me pull this up because I'm not here lounging. All right, so... Yep, December 18th uh, at XL Live. All right. Um, tickets available at www.xlhbg.com. Let me tell you the lineup Mario Torrey. Woof. Posted by talent out of New York City. And the great John Hinton, ladies and gentlemen. Headline in the show Mr. Who Raised You? To the motherfucker. Okay, I'm excited. To everybody, happy holidays. I hope that you live a long and prosperous life and may your pain be champagne. And make sure you follow me at TK underscore Kirkland. Tell someone who knows someone to start listening to the TK Kirkland podcast. It can save your life. May God bless you, young lady. Good luck with your husband. And uh, Thank thank you for sharing your story, okay? Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com.
3: This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.